Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the show. My name is Charlton with Big C. This is Charlton and Big C Sports coming to you worldwide on the Big C Sports Network on the number one network in the United States of America. And Big C Sports has been voted the number one sports show in the universe, according to Big C. And them good old boys down south, I want to say Ben Benitos to all of our listeners in Latin America, also across the pond in London, England, as well as Paris, France. Of course, you good old boys in Canada, you know we love you in Africa, the Big C tribe, but there's no one we love more than the good old boys down south in the land of the free and the home of the brave on a beautiful December 26th. 2018, Big C, how's it going for you good old boys down south? Charlton, we had a festive time here for Christmas, and I want to give thanks to Santa for donating a reindeer. He had to go back to the North Pole <laughs> with one left reindeer. But the family greatly appreciated. We had a gluttony of fun and food, you know, for thank- for uh, thanking Santa for Thanksgiving. Yep. And he gave in ways that many other people would never realize. Yeah, he was thankful on this beautiful Christmas, and Thanksgiving and Christmas was a great Big C. But I knew there was a I knew there was a shortage of reindeer because it kept coming across the news as short as a reindeer, and I was hoping they didn't blame a black guy. You know they always want to say that they, <laughs> you, you, when something bad go down, you hope it's not the black guy that did it, Big C. But I don't, I don't think we can run for this one, Big C. Black people eat reindeer too, Big C. It's all fair in love and war. I do want to say today's segment is sponsored by your Northern California Cadillac dealers, home of the all-new Cadillac Escalade, the standard of the world. And when you go by and test drive yours. Tell them Charlton and Big C sent you. Big C, I'm telling you, I don't know what it is. Normally for Christmas, you know, I, I eat a lot of food. I know Christmas is over now and New Year's is right around the corner. We'll take a moment to be grateful that God loves everybody, whether you're in the White House or not. God loves everybody. Even though we have this this government shutdown and people are trying to build a wall as they're, as they're, they're praying to God wanting to build a wall. Right? Asking God to save our souls, but let's build a wall to keep those people from this SO countries out, Big C. Through prayer, we do a lot of things to bring people closer. Families can get closer. Relationships closer. People at work can get closer. We're all supposed to get closer. So why we still want to build some wall after Christmas, Big C? Your thoughts? Well, Jonathan, I, I thought this was a season of giving thanks and praise and you know, loving, you know, the, the fellow man, yep. you know, and, you know, when we look at what we do as a country that we spend 365 days of a year trying to oppose other people, Charlton, to keep people from peace and prosperity, yeah. even internally within this country, Charlton, there's so much plight yeah. as that goes on, whether we're looking in the business world, whether we're looking in the sporting world, Charlton, you know, we, you, they talk about brotherly love and, you know, opportunity. And this is a, a a time of the year that that's the only thing that should be taught of, yeah. thought of, rather. Yeah. You know, politics should be tossed to the wayside. It's like when we're having this government shut down. Yep. And people say, well, this is just about sports. Well, the people who work for the government watch sports, pay attention to sports. Yep. And especially your, your postal service. Yeah. They're going without pay delivering your mail. You want your mail on time. 
Yeah. So what if they went on strike and you couldn't get your bills, and all of a sudden you're late on all your bills? Yep. You know, who are you going to blame then? You're going to blame the athletes or you're going to blame the politicians? <laughs> yep. Who are still getting paid while this shutdown is going on, Charles? Yeah. They say it's only a partial shutdown. But those people who are not getting a paycheck, that's a full shutdown, Charles. Yep. It's a full shutdown, and we know it's not fair, but life, life is not fair. But it is something that we could all be grateful for. One of the things that I loved about my Christmas, I get to see, you know, sit around with family, you know, spend some time with my mother, my kids, my, my whole family, my spouse, and just thinking about how grateful life is and thinking about those who are no longer here physically, but in memories, looking through photo albums, and you think about things that it was just yesterday. Life is such a gift. It's such a blessing. We really got to appreciate everything we have. But one of the things, celebrating the rebirth of Christ and, and thinking about being able to, to talk with you, Big C, do the Big C Sports Show. Now I know where the reindeer disappeared. I don't need the reward money. Now that I know, I'm not going to turn in my part before the reward money, Big C. But I just want to say for everybody that takes the time to prepare a meal for somebody who doesn't have one. There are times you see people standing on the side of the highway when you're getting off a highway, usually at a stoplight, it'll say, you know, hungry, please help. There are people who are judgmental, but therefore, for the grace of God, there go you. And to give somebody even a bag of sunflower seeds, the guy was so grateful. All I have was sunflower seeds and water. I gave him some sunflower seeds, Big C. And he was so grateful. Sometimes he was more grateful than somebody who gets a well-cooked meal, Big C, your thoughts. Well, Charlton, that, that, that's one of the things I try to do on a daily basis when I'm out. Do a little outreach for those people who are impoverished, who are in desperate situations. Charlton, not always because of something that they've done, but, you know, just life. things that happen in life. Yeah. And, and so whenever you can extend a hand, we're, we're not asking you to get somebody an apartment. We're not asking you to go out and, and get them a car. You know, a meal means so much to a lot of people today, Dalton, not just adults, but children. When we look around and we see how fortunate we are in this country, which is a country of gluttony, yeah. and we all do it. It's just like during the holidays, we eat in excess. yeah, and, and we eat more than what our body actually needs. But when we have those people out there, Charlton, that are struggling for meals and, you know, for warmth and shelter during any time of the year, yeah, you know, we should always feel that we are obligated enough to do anything, even if it's just minimal. Yep. Look in your pantry. Get a, uh, some non-perishable, some canned goods, something in a box. Just pass it to somebody. Yeah. It's not going to hurt you. No. You know, it's not going to set you back. But, but think about somebody who may not go hungry that day because of your generosity. Yeah. That's how I look at it, Charlton. When I leave this house, I always have something in the backseat of my vehicle. Yeah where I can reach in my backseat and pass it to somebody that I see. Yeah. I don't know who the person Charlton is, and I'm not sitting there trying to find out what put them in that situation. Right. right. But I know that I can put something in their stomach that day, Charlton, to help them pacify their time and stay, you know, comfortable. Yep. Yeah, that's true. I, I remember one time growing up, and for my family, oftentimes, how they'll have a, what they call a family reunion type, it's always been like the culmination of Thanksgiving and Christmas. I know a lot of people do a summertime family reunion. So if it's around a parent's birthday, of course you celebrate your parents' birthdays. But for the most part, it's been that Thanksgiving and that Christmas season. And as you get older, 
you see less and less people showing up because of life circumstances. You know, people move out, they move away, they get in different relationships, and they start their own little family tree, if that makes any sense. Or some people leave that family union of that person that brought them there, and they start the, they start anew elsewhere. But no matter what it is, Big C, one of the things that I love, I love more than anything, is sitting down looking at family photo albums. I would really call on most Americans to do this. When you sit around the holidays and you see people with their cell phones, people are searching the internet, they're trying to find the Big C Sports Show, Big C, or they're finding CNN News or whatever they're finding. But there's a day when I was growing up, you bring out five photo albums. Those photo albums would have grandparents, great-grandparents, up to current kids and family members, to even children. And to go over that stuff, Big C, that's kind of missing now. Do you notice that most people don't sit down at the dinner table and eat, you know, break bread after it's done? They open up the photo albums that carry oftentimes almost a, a hundred years of generations, Big C, your thoughts? Well, Charlton, I, I guess we've gotten in so much of a me generation now. You know, I've always been fond of the photo albums. I, I, I can think back to when I got my first little 110 millimeter camera with the little disposable Polaroid and, yep. and Kodak, yeah. you know, film. And, and always taking them to the drugstore that we had at that time to get stuff developed. Took about a week to get the pictures back <laughs> Yeah. But I think everybody now has gotten to this instant gratification of using a cell phone. Yeah. I, I still use the 35 millimeter camera, Charleston, even though I've gone to the digital one now and I can go plug in the chip at, at you know, Walmart or yeah. Walgreens, wherever and print out my pictures. Yeah. But I always put them in the photo album, Charlton. Yeah. One of the things I've always felt about that, that it captures the moment and you can actually remember what was going on at that time. Yeah. Except when you get to my age, you, you gotta ask somebody <laughs> what was going on. Yep. You know, but, but to sit there and look at those fond memories, to catch that frozen moment in time, Charlton, yeah. yep. that you can just reminisce about. You can sit there and look at one picture for any length of time, Charlton, and just feel good about what you're seeing. Yeah. But, you know, people now want to see everything on their, their phones, these cellular devices that they use. And, yep. You know, you can't share that with everybody because you can't sit down and pass those exactly. photographs around, Charlton. Exactly. And have people look at them like you were indicating. But, you know, to me, that's one of the most cherished times, not just doing the ho the holidays, Charlton. Yeah. I look at them all the time. I, I can be sitting around home not feeling good and, I can go pull out several photo albums, whether it's me growing up with family or just sports that I played over time, Charlton, yeah, yep. and look at these things and bring back great moments and memories in my life. Yep, that's so true. So from Big C Sports, we ask people to, to think about your grandparents and your parents. Sometimes they don't have this, this uh, what's it called, 5K technology, 4K, streaming 4G, whatever the G it is, Big C, they don't have that technology. So they really appreciate when they can sit down and open up that that photo album that doesn't have the newest picture being 20 years ago. The newest picture can be, you know, 20 days ago, two days ago, because people take the time to print them off and put them in there. That's how a lot of our older, you know, parents and grandparents, that's how they think about the history of that family legacy. They don't go through this cell phone and see things that you saw over the past year. So I just want to remind everybody around the world, and in fact, everybody around the universe, take the time to get a photo album, sit down with your loved ones, especially the ones who are up in age, 
and let them see some photo albums of what's going on now. Don't make the newest picture in the photo album something that's 20 years ago. Big C, over the the weekend, it really wasn't the weekend. Christmas coming on a Tuesday, obviously. And Santa did his thing to get people the chance to realize that the rebirth of Christ. Even though some people still think about how many toys can they get. All fair and love of war. But did you have any little kids running around stuffing their mouth so full of candy they couldn't even say hi, Big C? They were just slobbering around the mouth, Big C, little two-year-old. <laughs> you know, ch children don't worry about a meal, Charlton. They, they know that the parents are going to make sure yep. they get the nutrition <laughs> yeah. that they need. Yeah. But when they get a, a time to get a hoard of candy and things that sweet chocolate, they're going to do that. You know, yeah. you, you give a little kid the option of a meal or yep. a piece of cake chocolate. They're going to eat that piece of cake. <laughs> yeah. But you got to also understand in that cake chocolate, that's a complete meal when you look at it. You got eggs, you got butter, yep. you got sugar, you got flour, you got milk. Yep. So to them, that's like breakfast. And, and they can eat that all day, any day. All day, every day. I know day. my kids, when they were little chocolate, <laughs> their greatest joy was to be able to eat cereal anytime that they wanted to. Yep. <laughs> that's funny. I got a little two-and-a-half-year-old niece. She's so cute. You, and then everybody cooks over the Christmas dinner. It takes a day sometimes to prepare everything, and then you got to sit it out. You set the table. People come by and eat. This little two-and-a-half-year-old, she put so much candy in her pockets, and she's running around. When it's time to eat, she was so full of sugar, she said she had a stomachache. <laughs> Hadn't had a bite of dinner. It's funny when you see those things, and it makes the grand friends laugh. But I want to just touch on a few things that happened. You know, we're getting ready for... The final weekend of regular season football for the NFL. And we know there's everybody has their choice and who they like. The great thing I love about sports is you earn it on the field. This is not like your college football rankings where somebody decides where you're ranked. You gotta you gotta earn it to win your division. And when you and win your division, big so you oftentimes get to play in the playoffs. You can win your conference in college and you don't get voted in because you don't get to earn it. I want to go down Big C's NFL Top 10. Everybody has their own choices. But Big C, when you do your Top 10, you're one of the only guys in the sports universe that throws in some history. Not only is the team great now, but I remember back in the day when they also had a similar team. Big C, your thoughts on Big C's Top 10 NFL football teams? Well, Charlton, when you look at the big, the Top 10 in the NFL, it's almost like a juggling act from week to week. I mean, we, we have upsets. We have highlights. We have disappointments. You know, but one of the things that's being consistent in making the playoffs each year, Charlton, you have to be good game in and game out. Sometimes you're not going to win those games, but you got to be competitive. Yep. When I'm looking at my top ten this week, Charlton, the team's moving back up in the top ten. That's the Saints. They have solidified home field advantage in the NFC yep. throughout the playoffs, Charlton. They handled the Pittsburgh Steelers in a hardly fought game over the weekend, Charlton, to move back into that position. The team I'm looking at is number two, Charlton, is in that same division. Yeah. I'm looking at the Seattle Seahawks. Pete Carroll has completely reconstructed this team, Charlton. Yeah. They're not the Legion of Boom. They're the Legion of Russell Yeah, is what they are now. When you look at Russell Wilson and how he has performed against all the top quarterbacks in the NFL, Charlton, you realistically have to put him in that MVP race. Yeah. He has built this team that nobody expected anything from coming into this season. Yeah. Back into the playoffs, Charlton, and they are a serious threat of walking the, the, the rope in the NFC. Yeah. When I look at number three, Charlton, I got to look at the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC, Charlton. Yeah. This is a team without defense. 
that's the only reason they're not hired. Yeah. But when you look at their offense, Charlton, they've lost four games this year. They've lost four games to teams that are going to be in the playoffs. Yep. But in those games, Charlton, they scored 150 points in those four losses. Yeah. No team in the NFL has scored that many points in four losses. So you got to look at them still challenging somebody, Charlton. If they can have a good defensive game or two in the playoffs, Charlton, they have an opportunity to reach the Super Bowl. Wow. When I look at number four, Charlton, I got to look at the Houston Texans. Yeah. Everybody will say, well, they just lost also to Philadelphia. Philadelphia is on a heater. Oh, yeah. They're one game for making the playoffs potentially if the Vikings lose to the Bears this week yeah. and they win. Yeah. Nick Foles has done a wonderful job. But when I see what the Texans have done, they lost the last second game, Charlton, to Philadelphia with no time left on the clock. Yeah. They had already secured a playoff position. Number five, Charlton, I look at the Bears, winning that division for the first time in almost 20 years. Wow. You got to feel happy about the monsters of the midway, Charlton. Mitch Trubisky has played tremendous at quarterback. But you look at Tariq Cohen and that defense that they have, led by Khalil Mack, Charlton. They're good. That's a stalwart in the NFC that you have to be concerned about. I, I look at Seattle and Chicago as the top two defenses in the NFC, even though the Saints are powerful in that position also. Charlton, I look at number six, the San Diego Chargers. Yep. The San Diego Chargers were handled this last weekend, Charlton. Nobody thought that they, they could be slowed down. Yeah. They were slowed down. They were stopped completely. Phillip Rivers, though, this is his time. If Phillip Rivers can't get it done this year, I don't know if he'll ever be able to get it done in his NFL career. Yeah. Number seven, Charlton, the Dallas Cowboys, the team that everybody wrote off that had a quarterback that should not be playing in the NFL, you know, according to all our, <laughs> you know, compadres out there, Charlton, yeah. that, that said that they couldn't hang their hat on Zach. Yeah. But Zach has gotten the Cowboys in the first place in the AFC East and won the division, Charlton. You know, whether it's smoke and mirrors or just pure talent, yep. the Cowboys have gotten it done what nobody expected for them to be. Yep. Number eight, Charlton, the New England Patriots. You know, this is a team that, when you look at them, they don't have the talent that they've had in no. the past, but they've won the division for the 10th consecutive year. Yep. People are wondering what's wrong with Tom Brady. I don't think anything's wrong with Tom Brady, Charlton. <laughs> This is a team that makes adjustments as they have to go offensively yeah. and defensively. When you look at the Patriots defensively, Charlton, how many all-pro defensive players they've had in the past five, six years? They really haven't. This is a team that plays team football, Charlton. And when they get to that month of December and January, yeah. this is the most dangerous team in the NFL, Charlton. You can never turn your back on the Patriots until they're eliminated from the playoffs. Number nine, the hottest quarterback right now in football, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Who's, you know, 5-1 and one as a starter in Baltimore. Yep. He's done marvelous with this team, Charlton. People look at him and say, well, he's not a pure passer. <laughs> well, a lot of quarterbacks who are making $100 million are not doing better than Lamar Jackson. No, they're not. <laughs> so, but what he does is he motivates his teammates, Charlton. When you think about that defense in Baltimore, Charlton, yeah. led by T. Suggs, they're playing as good now, Charlton, as they did when they won their last Super Bowl against the 49ers. And they're propelled by the motivation of this young quarterback, Lamar Jackson, former Heisman Trophy winner, that's doing a tremendous job. And number 10 coming in, Charlton, the Indianapolis Colts. Yep. No one expected them to be in this position of potentially making the playoffs in the final week of the season. Andrew Luck has done a miraculous job at quarterback this year, Charlton. 
being the second leading touchdown passer in the NFL behind Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. But even more so is this young defense that they have in Indianapolis, Charlton. They've done a wonderful job assembling this great group of young athletes that have been playing tremendous football, Charlton, yep. and potentially will make the playoffs this weekend. Well, I tell you what, those are awesome great choices. And, and, I, and I think about some of the teams on the outside looking in. And one of the main teams I look at is this Pittsburgh Steelers team. And they're a team right now that whether they make the playoffs or not, there's a lot of talk around the Steelers and their organization. There's no way Tomlin is not back coaching next year, so I wouldn't even give that any credence. But I, I do ask you how important it is to have chemistry starting out without Le'Veon Bell, you know, Big Ben oftentimes will throw more interceptions and touchdowns in the game, yet they're still there right on the outside looking in. Some things have to happen for them to get into the playoffs. But what's the state of affairs for the Pittsburgh Steelers in your mind? We talk about people moving a coach or let's say moving a quarterback before they're too old to play. Bill Walsh did it, you know, back in the day. And you looked at, you know, see Walsh era where they moved out Joe Montana and brought in Steve Young before he was too old to play. You look at how even how Brady got his job. You know, he replaced Bledsoe, who was injured, Big C, and that's how he got his job. Even if you look at Jackson, Lamar Jackson with the, the Baltimore Ravens, Flacco was injured before he came in and showed how dominant he could be. So the thing with the Steelers, and they have a guy who throws oftentimes in the playoffs. Look at his last playoff game. More interceptions and touchdowns. And Big Ben Roethlisberger. Do you take a chance to move Ben while he still has market value for next year, Big C? Your thoughts? Well, Charlton, that, that's one of the things that this organization is going to have to look at. Who do they make changes with? I mean, the thing about NFL quarterbacks, Charlton, a lot of teams hold on to them too long. As you spoke about with Montana, moving on from... San Francisco to Kansas City. Yeah. Still has some productive years, Charlton, but he wasn't the same quarterback that he was in San Francisco. Right. And these are the things that teams have to look at. The Oakland Raiders moved on from Kenny Stabler after winning a Super Bowl for them, Charlton, and yeah. he went on to Houston and played more years. But one of the things with when you're building an organization, and everyone now the way football has changed, you only have a four or five year window yeah. in winning. You don't have the 10, 12-year quarterback any longer staying in the NFL thinking he's going to be productive. Eli Manning, two Super Bowls, but he hasn't even been close in the past seven years. That's Charles. right. That's right. So but those are the things you have to look at. Ben hasn't been there in about that same length of time. Yeah. So are these guys on the downside? I mean, you have great numbers. Yeah. You know, when, when you look at Ben, he's leading the NFL in passing yards right now, Charles. Yeah. But those passing yards don't equate to victories at Matthew Matt Stafford, yeah. who has been the greatest comeback quarterback in NFL history yeah. and only has one or two winning seasons in his entire career. Yeah. He doesn't make teams better. And when you look at Ben, when he started criticizing his teammates earlier this year, Charlton, yeah. you had to question what was the following of his teammates at that point. If you're going to criticize the guys in front of him, we, we see that deterioration of organizations with one individual always wants to criticize everybody else. Aaron Rodgers, what's been productive in Green Bay this year with the criticism from Aaron Rodgers to teammates? You know, we don't have the insight to the relationships 
any broadcast, no one has the insight to these relationships right. that everybody has as teammates. But publicly, when we see a criticism on television, and it seems like the air drops out of the stadium when they start talking and yep. pointing fingers, those are the things you have to look at. Yep. And realistic, I mean, the Steelers have drafted three quarterbacks over the last four years, Landry Jones, Josh Dobbs, and, and Randolph out of Oklahoma State this last season. Yeah. At some point, you got to be looking at which one of those guys are going to be the heir apparent to the throne. Yeah. They, they did that with Ben, with uh, O'Donnell, when, when it was time for him to leave. Yep. And so, and he had gone to a Super Bowl yeah. for, for the Steelers. Yep. So you have to look in your organization, how much time does a, a 14, 15-year-old year veteran have left behind the center before you have to realistically start looking for that new blood, Charles. That's a very good point. I want to bring, when you bring in new blood, and you talked about, you know, Nick Foles, if, if they get to the playoffs again, I know they'll probably trade him because they put money and faith in the Carson Wentz that doesn't have that ability to win the big game, maybe down the road, but you got a guy who's winning big games now. Whether the Eagles make the playoffs or not, Foles is winning big games. I want to swing up north in the land of the Great Lakes, the Minnesota Vikings. If you look at their record, they're 8-6-1, and... If Kirk Cousins does what he normally does, the Vikings won't make the playoffs. They got to play the Bears, and the Bears have already clinched. Will they rest some people? If they have any smarts, they won't rest anybody. There's no need to rest anybody until you win the Super Bowl. But if the Bears handle the Vikings and knock the Vikings out of the playoffs that were in the NFC Championship game last year, you know, when you look at the quarterback they had last year that led them to the NFC Championship game, they got rid of him. And in Keenum, what does that say to ownership? At some point in time, Big C, you don't keep making the same mistake over and over and over again. If Cousins shows you that he he is who he was before he came, which is a guy who's not going to win the big game, do you keep writing him out and tell your fans that we have a new stadium, but don't expect any playoff games in the upcoming years, or do you try to deal Cousins, Big C? Your thoughts? Well, Charlton, you, you have to think about Kirk Cousins three years ago was in the same position with the Washington Redskins where he needed to win the final game of the season to get the Redskins into the playoffs and came up short as well as he has to win the final game of the season this year against the Chicago Bears and hope that the Philadelphia Eagles don't win. But if he loses and the Eagles win, Charlton, the Eagles are in. Yeah. So the Vikings right now in that sixth seed in the NFC. But they can't do anything with Cousins, Charlton. They gave their cousin $84 million guarantee. <laughs> yeah. So nobody's going to touch that contract. Yeah. The Vikings are going to have to eat that, win or lose. But they're not in a position right now, Carlton, I don't feel, to make a Super Bowl run, even if they make the playoffs. Yeah. But, you know, they're facing the Bears, a, a divisional rivalry. There's nothing more than the Bears want to do is see the Vikings out of the playoffs, Charlton, yep. as an organization. Yep. So I, I don't see them resting players to let the Vikings into the playoffs, Charlton, and potentially have to play them again. That's something that they're not going to want to see. So you want to eliminate your opponents when you get the first opportunity to yep. do that, Charlton. Yeah. Kirk Cousins, though, th th this is a, a, an anathema to these organizations. When, when you think about the four highest-paid quarterbacks in the NFL this season, Charleston, really yeah. the five highest-paid. Yeah. Where, where you have Ben Roethlisberger. Yep. You have Kirk Cousins. Yep. 
You have Matthew Stafford. Yep. You have Jimmy Garoppolo. Make it six, Charlton. And Rodgers. You have Matt Ryan. Yep. And you have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. This is for the NFL owners to really take a look at when you have all the people in the media saying, you got to sign this franchise quarterback. You got to give him all of this money because you're paying him for what he did for the organization five years ago. Yeah. Not what he's going to do over the next five years. Yeah. Because all you have to do is look at all these young quarterbacks that are coming into the NFL, Charlton, and see the productivity of them. When they made the rule changes in the NFL, Charlton, where you could not hit these young quarterbacks like you could when I played years ago, you sent them out to lunch. Right. You know, they sit on the sideline, they want to come back in. Right. You know, now they stand there and they look like a pitcher in baseball. They're yeah. unhittable. Yeah. You know, and so you don't have to give them $140 million, Charlton, to say, okay, we're going to hang our hats on you and hopefully we can get some players off the scrap heap yeah. that will come in and play. Yeah. Well, people don't understand, especially the sports broadcasters, there's an envy to a guy who is making way more money than you and yeah. being less productive than you. That's very you're, true. You're trying to figure out why should you play harder than him or produce more than him and never have an opportunity to make that kind of money. That's a very good These point. quarterbacks that have been you know, classified as saints and saviors, Charlton, by certain people in broadcast and in the NFL yeah. are just not that. When yep. you look, we talked about it last week. The hottest quarterbacks in the NFL, Charles, are the young guys yeah. that are proving something. Yep. They have to prove that they can play in this league. And they're being productive. So when you look at the top-ranked teams in the NFL, Charles, except for a couple, yeah. they all have young quarterbacks, Charles. Yep. Less than five years experience in the league. When you go through that hierarchy of looking at those guys, Charlton, that's what a productivity is in this league. Yep. I mean, the Seahawks, Russell Wilson and and then the Saints and, and the Patriots, those are the oldest quarterbacks in the league, Charlton, because when you look at the Chiefs, the Texans, the Bears, well, Chargers have an old one also, but the Cowboys, the Ravens, and the Colts, we're talking about quarterbacks, Charlton, five years or less experience in the NFL. Half of the playoffs right now, have quarterbacks less than five years experience in the NFL. Yeah. Only Andrew Luck is making a lot of money chalking out of those quarterbacks. Yeah. So yep. if you want to have a future, Charlton, you got to look at those young quarterbacks where you can afford some veterans to surround them and go out and win. Thinking of winning, Big C. We know when you get into the playoffs, it's a new season. Doesn't matter if you're 16 and 0 or if you're, you know, somehow 9 and 7. If the Eagles get in, they know what it's like to make that Super Bowl run. Like a sprinter, if you run the 100-meter dash like a Usain Bolt, he doesn't run it 100% all the way, full throttle. He kind of gets his strike, and then he starts to kick in once he gets around that 40-meter mark. That's why he rarely wins the 100-meter dash from start to finish. He's always coming from behind to catch somebody because that's just how he runs his thing. If you are a playoff team, and here come the Philadelphia Eagles. If they get in, not saying it's going to happen, but if they get in, that has to be a team that nobody wants to see. They're playing with what they call house money. They're not expected to do anything, but they did it all last year when they were expected to lose last year. Sometimes when you get your second chance, when you thought you were going to lose out, you have that, that winner-take-all, no-fear mentality. If the Eagles get in, would that be a team that you would say would be a team nobody wants to face? See, coming up, your thoughts? 
Well, if you look at how they played recently, Jonathan, it, it's a team that no one wants to see in the playoffs. You look at Nick Foles, how he has performed this year as well as last year after taking over for Carson Wentz. Yeah. They have a rookie free agent running back, Jonathan, in the backfield out of Notre Dame that is running for a paycheck to, yeah. to establish himself in this league. Yeah. But this is a team that's been at this point before, Jonathan, if they make the playoffs. They know how to go in as an underdog with a quarterback that nobody's expecting anything from. He yeah. proved last year by being the MVP in the Super Bowl yep. that he is ready for prime time, Charlton, even after being written off. It would make a tough decision, though, for the Eagles next year, Charlton, because you got Carson Wentz, who's going to be coming up on a contract. Yeah. Do you invest the franchise on a guy who gets injured every year? Do you let Nick Foles go? Because you can't afford two franchise quarterbacks on one roster, Charlton. No. The 49ers proved that with Young in Montana. Yeah. You can only keep one of them and pay them. Yeah. So that that's the quandary that, that the the Eagles are in. Do we shackle our future with the with uh, uh, Carson Wentz, or do we saddle up with Nick Foles, who stays healthy? Yeah. That's a quandary this team is going to be in, Charlton. But nobody wants to see the Eagles in the playoffs. Because Nick Foles is hot right now. Yep, he's hot. And I, and I love the fact that you got to play up to the last week. You can't wait. You can't hold things off. Big C, last story I want to cover in the NFL is it's really anathema to think about if the Green Bay Packers announced that they're leaving and they're going to play in Las Vegas. If the New England Patriots announced that they're leaving, they're going to play in Las Vegas. Or the New York Jets announced that they're leaving, they're going to go play in Las Vegas. Or say the Denver Broncos leaving Denver because they want to play in Las Vegas for what reason, I don't know. Yet you have one of the most storied franchises in the NFL, a team with three Lombardi trophies, and they're going to go to Vegas. But next year they don't have a home. There's talk that they may play at Levi Stadium, split that with the 49ers. Would make all the sense in the world for the Niners to get the money coming in, splitting that gate. Or they may even play AT&T Park in San Francisco. There's also Cal Berkeley. There was a time back in the day they played some exhibition games at Cal Berkeley, about 20 miles away from the Coliseum in Strawberry Canyon. That would be a perfect setting for the Raiders to go there just for, you know, that transition season. They're still around their fans. Be a little bit different venue, but I would think that would be a most reasonable as opposed to going to Las Vegas, playing in front of 35,000-seat stadium. Berkeley holds about 65,000. And it really solves a problem, you would think, and they give some of that money to Cal Berkeley for their other programs, maybe Title IX. Big C, does that make any sense, what I just said? Your thoughts? Well, Charlton, none of it really makes sense with the Raiders when you look at the situation yeah. that they're in. Yeah. You're up and leaving a city, Charlton, after being there all these years, and you don't have a solidified home to go to. You're looking at a place that's two years away under construction, and you're in flux about where you're going to play. Yeah. I mean, like you said, realistically, playing there at Cal Berkeley, that, that's 20 miles away. They did it before. Logistically, would be the best for the fans, Charlton. I yeah. mean, to build them for one more year, if that's what you have in mind. <laughs> but, you know, to go elsewhere, you, you have to ask people to make that commitment to travel, Charlton. Right. That, that's what you have to do. You have to make, ask them to make a commitment to travel. You know, you, you mentioned uh, the, the Giants ballpark uh, across the bay. yeah. But that's not a, a venue that's made for football. No. I mean, realistically, if you're going to look at something, I think the Cal Berkeley would, would be more realistic. I think Stanford is, is in that general area also. Yeah. So, you know, when, when you look at it, I think one of those collegiate stadiums, Charlton, 
that, that would fit the, the backdrop of the Coliseum because attendance-wise, I think they're both in that same size as the Coliseum. Yeah. So, but to make it palatable for the fans to be able to see the team one more year, Charlton, I, I think they should stay in one of those venues instead of searching elsewhere in, in Nevada to play at that uh, UNLV stadium. Yeah, I think so, Big C. And I, I remember seeing an exhibition game. It was the Chargers that came in there and played them there. And I also saw the Atlanta Falcons play them. This is back in the 70s, and they played. That's when the great Jack Tatum you know, played for the Oakland Raiders. And I thought that was just most people in the Bay Area. You're in the East Bay anyway. You jump on BART, and it's easy to get across there. And the stadium has accommodated, you know, Cal Berkeley games on Saturday. I hope that would make sense to them and split some of that revenue for Title IX programs at Cal Berkeley. I hope that the University of Berkeley will reach out and, and make that accommodation because that makes more sense for the Raider fans. I do want to say sports is a billion-dollar industry. Boys and girls sports is the foundation to this billion-dollar industry. For every athletic and sporting event, you need athletic and event insurance. We work with Ben and Mark. They've been around half a century. They work with Big C Sports. Whether you're a pro team, a collegiate team, a high school team, or your mom and pop soccer league, when you reach out to them, let them know that Big C sent you. Big C, when you think about on this date, everybody's talking about fighting for something, fighting for a room at the dinner table after Christmas, you know, fighting to get to church so you can praise God in time enough to get home and open some presents. Everybody's fighting for something. On this date in 1908, the great Jack Johnson becomes the first black heavyweight champion of the world, and Johnson defeated Tommy Burns on a referee's decision. Big C, the, the fight lasted 14 rounds, and it ended on a referee's decision, Big C, your thoughts? Well, Charlton, when, when people think about boxing over the history and who, who's the greatest fighter of all time, Jack Johnson, Charlton, to me, is the greatest African-American athlete in American history. Yeah. He integrated professional sports. He doesn't get the credit for it, Charlton. Think about the time in the early 1900s when Jack Johnson was fighting. What he had to face, Charlton, racism. Yeah. There was lynching of black men going on in America at that time. Wow. Without impunity. Yeah. He could have been killed for beating up a white man, Charlton. They, they lynched many a black man for doing that. Wow. He did it for a living. So you think about a guy having to fight against all odds. Yeah. This was the ultimate against all odds because you had no one who liked you when you were a fighter. You, you think about all the racial epithets and everything he had to deal with in the ring and out of the ring. His life was always in peril. But to go and integrate professional sports, Charlton, in, in the early 1900s, yeah. and, and this man did it with pride and dignity. He was not scared. He was not ashamed, Charlton, of who he was and what he was. So when you think about, as people want to talk about the greatest of all time, in all these sports, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, boxing, Charlton, there's never been an athlete in America that had to deal with what Jack Johnson did. Wow. No heavyweight throughout history has wow. to be worried about his life every day, Charlton, in and out of the ring. There were things that were done against this man yeah. that eventually cost him his life, Charlton, and he had to leave this country. Even the federal government did not like him being heavyweight champion yeah. and tried to prosecute him as a kidnapper yeah you know yeah that's what they try to do so you, you think about the character of this man when we talk about content of character uh, of a person yeah jack johnson had it all johnson and he did it against all odds you know that i love the fact that you bring up that history people think about i am the greatest who's the goat muhammad ali 
and but it's really not Ali. Ali may have been socially the greatest because he was not a sycophant fighter. And he did not sit around and, and see a lot of things go on that he could change. Just by bringing up the conversation, Ali did that. A lot of fighters were quiet about that, or they may not have the acumen to do it. You look at Jack Johnson. Ali didn't have to watch a fight and then get into that fight and then think about a lynching that was on the news or not even on the news. It's not like the mainstream covered that on the news when it happened. But Ali didn't have to fight during those times. Ali could fight when he had a lot of money on the line and mainstream made Ali a lot of money because they made a lot of money off of Ali. But Jack Johnson, Big C, a lot of black men have had to do what he went through, but they didn't have the fame that comes from fighting. You know, fighting used to be like the American religion in a sense. I remember my grandfather, they would always have the fight on the radio. Not as much on TV, but always on the radio. Some fight. If they didn't find a fight professional, they go down to the bar and find some good old boys, you know, whipping each other up, Big Z. But you think about what you just said. Even during Big C's sports show. And this is about Christmas. We all know, we all went to church over the, over the week. And we look around many of the churches. And they have image of a white Jesus. That's anathema to the Bible. I'm not an ignorant person, so I'm not going to lay along with it. But I remember talking to one of the clergy, and they have this image of white Jesus. And I said, why is there an image of Jesus being white? And he looked at me like, well, Jesus is Jesus for everybody. I said, yeah, but you got an image of him being white. That would be like painting you a different color and saying, well, you're still who you are. And I just asked him, show me in the Bible, because I read it about several, at least seven times, every word of it, and just show me in the Bible where it says that Jesus had pale skin and blonde hair. Because that's what you're showing the congregation. And he looked at me like he had some disdain. Like, who am I to question him? And I was just saying, the truth will set you free, right? He said, yes. I said, well, can you please, in my Bible, point to where Christ is pale, white, with blonde hair? Because he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it, and he didn't do it. And he said, well, Jesus is love. I pointed to him Revelation chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. The book of chapter, uh, Daniel chapter 7, verse 9 and 10, verse 6. And it said that Christ has skin the color of brass and hair like lamb's wool. And I just asked the clergy from the Vatican all over, all over the world, in fact, all over the universe, Google what Big C Sports is saying. Don't get mad at the truth. At some point in time, in order to end racism, we got to stop making young white kids think that they grew up looking like Jesus. We got to stop making young white people thinking that all the angels are white. I'm just being honest, scripturally speaking. If I'm wrong, Google it and point it out. But if you grow up with that false sense of identity, and once you read, you know it's a lie, that helps perpetuate racism. We got to end it by talking about the truth, Big C. And even when the pastors are ignorant, because they know it's true, but they don't want to change it, because it may, it may benefit them. Even the black ones don't even change it. They may talk about it, but they don't have a petition to have it corrected. Does that make sense? Any sense, Big C, your thoughts? Well, Charlton, when you lead someone falsely, then they will follow you in the wrong direction. And that's what so much of life is, Charlton. Not being forthcoming and honest. When you talk about that, it's like the prison system, Charlton. How the disparity is in incarceration and being stopped by law enforcement, Charlton, in this country. Because, you know, certain people were led to believe that they had an ill right. Yep. It's like the movie The Birth of a Nation, Charles. Yeah. When, when it was 
viewed in the White House by Woodrow Wilson, the yeah. president of the United States. And that was the way of life in America by our president saying yeah. that it was okay to lynch people, Charlie, that it was accepted. It was a part of society. You know, j just all throughout history, when you've had oppression of people, Carlton, yeah. and you lied to oppress people. We have 16 presidents in this country, Charlton, that own slaves. Yeah. That thought it was right. During that presidency, several of them owned slaves, Charlton. Yeah. And, and when it's taught through the leaders of this country to have a disparity towards another race of people, Charlton, it becomes their rights of passage yeah. to abuse and denigrate another culture. And when you look at our American society, it comes from the founding fathers. Yeah. That those that don't look like them are less than them. And you can't get rid of that in society, Charlton, unless you tell the truth. You can't. And if the founding fathers had quoted those verses in the Bible that you talked about, David, well, Daniel and Revelation. Yeah. And, and gone in, Charlton, and told that truth. Yeah. That society would be much different, Charlton. Yeah. It, the toughest thing that we have throughout the world, and even in America, Charlton, is to be honest with the everybody. The truth. That that's the worst thing that America has, is lack of honesty. Yeah. And when you can walk through life, Charlton, and not be honest with people, that, that's what you get. Yeah. It's false society. I, I think that's so true because I, I, I have a diverse family and I have for years growing up and... You look at people as who they are, but we want people want to hand out a book for history and as a gift, and they want to read about you know some of our, our American past presidents or some great journalists and writers of today's time. But I really have to be honest with the young people because there are a lot of young kids of color. If they watch too much TV, which I don't recommend, I think they should all listen to Big C Sports because they're at least going to get told to Google the truth. If you're a young black child, I talked about my niece, just as beautiful as can be. Walking around with pockets full of candy, mouth full of candy too. You know that young black child? She looks more like Christ, according to the Bible, than who they have painted hanging up on church walls all over this country. But as a young, beautiful black child, would you believe that when she grows up and goes to churches, she's going to see images of white angels. She's going to see images of a white Jesus. And it's not true. And she's going to be seen, if she watches too much TV, She's gonna show these images of beauty. They're gonna show mostly, you know, pale, blonde hair, blue eyed, which is anathema. Everybody's pretty, big scene. But the fact is, if we don't correct it as black people, then shame on us. I'm not a sycophence. All I say is Google it. If I'm wrong, then get rid of the Bible. The New King James Version. Revelation chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. The book of Daniel chapter 7, verse 9 and 10, verse 6. Also Colossians 1 and 15. It talks about Christ looking like the Father. Why do I mention this now in the sports show? Because when I have young black kids saying, well, well, Jesus is white because they go to church too. I say, no, he's not. I just ask him, find in the Bible where he is. He's not. I would not be who I am if I did not correct that young child to let that young child know I'll take her to the scripture and show her to the, where the Bible says that Christ looked more like her. We got to get that to mainstream TV. So when they start showing images of beauty, they'll include everybody. And we, we all know that's important. And you, if you got a hit on a sports show, so be it. But it's not a dumbed down sports show. So as I say to my little niece, you are as, as beautiful as anybody on this planet. In fact, genetically speaking, you can reproduce any color on the planet. Mainstream cannot.
that's Leaky and Mendo, Dr. Leaky, Gregory Mendo, Google them. So when a young black child is already indoctrinated to believe that she's not part of this Christianity that they preach out on Sundays in churches, I gotta correct her, Big C. I don't want to have to grow up old and be dumb and ignorant because nobody corrected that. I want that to hit home, Big C. I want, if people are cult, you can't expect white Americans to do it. They benefit from the hypocrisy. I have this conversation with my white and black clergy, and when I take the Bible as my reference and my footnote, all they can say is, oh, really? They either know it or they're ignorant. Big C, we can't be silent. Your last thought on that, Big C, your thoughts? Well, Charlton, you, we always hate disparity in life. We hate dishonesty. And, and that's what these things create. When you have dishonesty, you get disparity and unfair treatment. If we're honest from day one about actuality, well, when you talk about those books, uh, Revelation and Daniel, Charlton. Yeah. But the, the, the main one is when you go back to Colossus 1 and 15. One and 15. Yeah. After you read those, it says, that the Son was created in the image of the Father. The Father. When they talk about the Son, they talk about Christ. Yep. And if you look at that image of Christ in the Bible, not what's hanging in the church, but the image, close your eyes and look at the image of him, Charlton, yep. in your eyes when you describe him. Yep. Get a bronze. Yep. Hair the color of cold, texture of lamb wool. Yep. What image would you come up with? And then you go to Colossus and said he was created in the image of the Father. Of the Father. Then the Father looked that way also. Yep. So I, we're not asking people to, to doubt religion. We're asking them to read the truth, John. Yeah, people lie. People lie. So I, as, I, as I tell my little niece, you can't be dumb with me as your uncle. I'm not an ignorant person. I want everyone to be, especially young white kids whose parents lie to them and tell, oh, you're such an angel. And when I sit in the church and the pastor talks about getting rid of darkness in the world so there'd be more light, look at the connotations of light and dark in the Bible and look at it in the dictionary. It's two different things. When you describe darkness in the Bible, they're talking about Christ, the skin, the color of brass. Brass is dark. But you look at the English dictionary, they describe darkness as sinister and scary and menacing. So young white kids grow up thinking they have some superiority complex and they don't, they don't genetically. And they definitely do not religiously. We got to change that. We'll start with Big C Sports. When you think of the King, Big C, King James, he went out with a little hitch in his giddy up against Golden State Warriors. But there's something about maybe they had too much tryptophan in their in their Christmas dinner because Golden State played like they were so flat. And they at home you would not expect that. But they've had some 20 point losses at home. And all I can think of, I got some good old boys that make money doing the numbers. And they say, Charles, and this is about all that gambling stuff, Big C, your thoughts. Well, you know, you, you look at the, the beatdowns that the Warriors have taken at home this year, Charles, and everyone is questioning, has this run come to an end? Every end, every run in the NBA is going to come to an end eventually. Not Charlton. by 20 points, Big C, not at home. But, Charles, <laughs> you're talking about regular season games. Yeah. You haven't seen any team in the NBA this year beat the Warriors back-to-back 20-point games. You haven't seen the Warriors lose back-to-back 20-point games to one team, Charles. Yeah. So as we get to that point of the season, right now, the Warriors are, I believe, in second place in their division. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're, they're playing teams, Charlton, that they're going to have to face again. Yeah. And it's about being healthy and having continuity. If you look at the Warriors' rosters, Charlton, this is not the roster they had last year. 
This is not the roster they had the year before. When you think about them losing the big man in, in, in McGee, yeah. who is now a Laker, come February, Charlton, they're going to have another big man in the lineup that people are going to have to contend with. Big Cousins. Boogie yeah. Cousins. Yeah. He's going to be in the lineup at that time. And, and so that's an adjustment other teams are going to have to make. Have, have the Warriors hit their stride, Charlton, as far as what they're doing? No. Steph Curry was out 11 games. You know, Green has been out some games as well as Durant. So they don't have complete continuity, Charlton. Yeah. The, the loss last night to the Lakers, I mean, I, I don't see any team worrying, Charlton, especially the Warriors or even the Lakers. Th- think about how many games they've lost this year, Charlton, yeah. a lot more than the Warriors. Are, are people saying that the Lakers season is over? Yeah, I mean, every team in the NBA, Charlton, has been drubbed at some point in the season. Yeah. When you lose, Charlton, in the losing column, it says loss. It doesn't say you lost by 20. It doesn't say you lost by two. Right. It just says loss. Yep. So emotionally, these are grown men that are playing. They're not distraught, Charlton, in losing a game by 20 points because they know they have another game coming up that they have to perform in. Yeah, Zubat led all scorers with the Lakers 18 points, 11 rebounds, a 127 to to um, 101 game. It's just a it's a it's a game that, as you say, when we get into the real time of the playoffs, you know, like Usain Bolt, he doesn't run the 100 meters 100% start to finish. He will he will pace himself, Big C. In the final 10 minutes, I want to just get your thoughts on some of the performances over the holidays. Kyrie Irving dropped in 40 points, 10 rebounds, and a 121-114 win over Trust in the Process 76ers. Sometimes Irving looks like he's not interested. Other times, he looks like the best point guard in the world. Big C, your thoughts? Well, Charlton, this is what we talked about with the Warriors. I mean, showing up all the time. Yeah. Kyrie Irving hasn't been there all the time. Yeah. But when you look at this 40-point, 10-assist game, Charlton, yeah. and you said, where is Kyrie Irving before this? Yeah. Where is he at night in, night out? Why isn't he dropping a dime every night in yeah. assist? Yeah. Why isn't he getting 25 to 30 points on one of the best teams in the Eastern Division, Charlton? night in, night out. It, it's about consistency. But no one's riding off the Boston Celtics at this point, Charlton. No. They're not even leading the East. Toronto's the best team in the NBA yep. and leading the East. Yep, they are. That looked really really good, Big C. The Milwaukee Bucks, 109-95 to 95 over the Knicks. And then Giannis, that guy's amazing. I mean, a double-double in the Garden over 40 years, the first one. Now, Madison Square Garden, I know they've dug down deeper to make the stadium more fan-friendly. It's a place that should always stay. I know it's not going to be the most beautiful place to watch a game, but you think about some of the great events there, it, it would be like doing what Oakland did and getting just tearing down the Coliseum in a couple of years and leaving. But give me your thoughts. Giannis is a star player in a small market, but he's still he's still great mixing your thoughts. Well, Charlton, the first Milwaukee Bucks to have 40 points in, in double-digit rebounds in, in over... 40 years at the Garden, Charlton, on Christmas Day. Yeah. Last one, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar yep. before he went to the Lakers. So you think about where Giannis is at this stage of his career in the NBA. Yeah. He's in a small market, Charlton, a non-television market when it comes to the NBA broadcasting game. Yeah. And you think about it, over 40 years since the Bucks have played on Christmas. Yeah. But that's because of Giannis. America's getting a chance to see how dominant this young Greek player is, Charlton. But he is purely one of the superstars. I know people talk about Anthony Davis yeah. going teaming with somebody, Charlton. 
you you look at where the Bucks are and the strength of the Eastern Conference with Boston, Toronto, yep. Milwaukee, Charlton, and and the Sixers. That is a power laden Eastern division. Yeah, I tell you what, that brother has a lot of upside to him. Houston Rockets one thirteen, OKC one hundred nine. James Harden, he dropped forty one points, Big C, and it looks like he could have gotten sixty one points, but he's had to pass the ball a couple times. Your thoughts? Well, you know, he, he probably couldn't get all his travels in. Uh, 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 but, you know, everyone <laughs> talked about what's wrong with Houston yeah. early in the season, Charlton. There's nothing wrong with Houston. It's just they need to get their stride like everybody else. Yeah. We, we've constantly talked about the NBA really doesn't matter until 2019. Yeah. Two, 2018 is basically a wash. Yeah. You know, people are just getting warmed up. All the veterans don't play all the preseason games, Charlton. But once 2019 rolls around, it's for keeps. Yep. Everybody understands now we're jockeying for playoff position. Yeah. And you look at the Houston Rockets, Charlton, they're slowly moving up the rankings in the West. Always doing that, Big C. Rudy Gobert, 18 points, 14 rebounds. He led the Utah Jazz 117-96 over the Portland Trailblazers. That guy has a lot of upside, too. But Portland's a lot better at home in the great Northwest. But I like Utah, especially their crowd is amazing at home, Big C. Your thoughts? Well, normally this team led by Donovan Mitchell, talking about Rudy Gobert, you know, defensive player of the year last year in the NBA, stepped up and had a solid double-double for the Utah Jazz, Charlton. They, they live in obscurity uh, up there, you know, in, in Utah, coached by Quinn Snyder, yep. who's done a marvelous job with this team, Charlton. They had a deep run in the playoffs last yep. year. And once they get to that point, they can challenge teams. Yep. And, but you look at Portland, that's a real Jekyll and Hyde right there in the Pacific Northwest, Charlton. They, they can't decide whether they want to go on a dominant run or get knocked off by middle teams. Yep. <laughs> it's always seemed to be the case in a big league. And, you know, we love so much about NBA basketball, and I'm sure a lot of players might be sluggish tonight, but the schedule, Washington at Detroit, Phoenix at Orlando, Indiana at Atlanta, Charlotte at Brooklyn, Toronto at Miami, Minnesota at Chicago, Cleveland at Memphis, New Orleans at Dallas, Denver at San Antonio, and the Sacramento Kings at the L.A. Clippers. You know, I love so much about the sports world, especially them playing on Christmas Day, and then even after Christmas Day, Big C. We hope that everybody had a good time over the holidays. And I want to just close out with, with two more things, Big C. I look at college football bowl games, and you have a game that was canceled today was Boston College and Boise State because of the weather. Minnesota, Georgia Tech doing their thing. Cal and TCU. Only one team has three games. You know, of these three games, only one team has more than seven wins. But they're still traveling after the holidays. I would love to see those games regionalized instead. Big C, your thoughts? Well, Charlton, we've talked about this a lot. And I know everybody says, wow, you know, great to have all these bowl games because it gives them some content to talk about on air. When you're asking these sports broadcasters, Charlton, to carry these sports shows and, and be able to discuss things to keep people interested, Charlton, they can only talk about the scores and, and what they see in a mediocre game. Yeah. Three games today, Charlton, and only one team with more than seven victories. <laughs> yeah. That was Boise State. Yeah. And that game was canceled. Yep. We're talking the day after Christmas, Charlton. Yeah. And you're asking people to travel with a team that doesn't have more than seven victories. That means they had at least five losses <laughs> on the season, yeah. Charlton. Yeah. And you're saying, hey, you need to go and support these teams. After you've had this luscious Christmas with your family, you got to decide. Do I want to celebrate Christmas with my family, Charlton? 
or do I want to spend this money and, and go watch a team that's basically a 500 football team? Yeah. Yeah. They couldn't perform in our home game, but you want me to travel a thousand miles yeah. and spend $2,000 to watch this stuff. That's yeah. a lot to ask. Yeah. We, we are overzealous in this country for entertainment. Yeah. And, and I know a lot of the young men, Charlton, want the opportunity to play in these bowl games. Yeah. But when you start looking now where we're getting, Charlton, that more and more of the star athletes on these teams that are missing these team games, Charlton, yeah. to get ready for the draft. Yep. You have to ask yourself, what is the competitive nature of these games? If you got the stars skipping the game, how much of the other players going to play hard, Chuck, yep. to, to even go out and compete? Yep. So the bowl games really need to think about taking some of these 40-plus games that they have, Chuck, and get it down to a dozen to 15 games. Games that are significant, that allow families to travel, student bodies to travel, Charlton, around the New Year's time, yep. but not around Christmas. That would make a lot of sense, Big C. So that means it probably won't happen. But we hope that everyone had a very merry you know, Christmas and coming up on New Year. Really looking forward to the great rest of this year. I hope you can enjoy it with family and loved ones and really you know, put down some goals in writing that you can make true, come true in the New Year. Big C, back in the day. There was a man by the name of Drew Boudini Brown. He was known as Muhammad Ali's right-hand man. He would always tell Ali, with all you got to use, how can you lose? Rumble, young man Rumble, Big C. What are you looking forward to in the sports universe? Well, Charlton, what I'm looking forward to is going out and getting some more of that reindeer that's down there. <laughs> I mean, he, yeah. he, was, he was part of a sport. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah. Santa, I know Santa be thinking about it. I don't know which one. He, I know he didn't have a ring. Oh nose. God! But, but I'm looking forward to this weekend coming up. So we're getting back to some real football. We're going to get to some bowl games yep. that are meaningful. We're going to get to the NFL where the playoffs are going to start this week, Charlton. Well, BC, it's all fair, love, and war. If you're reindeer, look out for those rainbow crossing signs. Big C will see you there every Monday through Friday at 5 and 6 p.m. Worldwide. Follow Big C Sports on the Big C Sports Network, on the number one network in the United States of America. And Big C Sports has been voted the number one sports show in the universe, according to Big C and them good old boys down south. As we always tell you, there's never, ever an excuse for domestic violence. If you know any man or woman going through that garbage, please call 911 because no man or woman should ever have to go through that garbage on their own. As we always tell you on every Big C Sports show, we thank you, we appreciate you, and we hope that you have a super fantastic day. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.